Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at DallasSportsFanatic.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, you just lied. It's not as always. <laughs> I missed yesterday. You did miss yesterday. <laughs> it was mostly my fault, but some of it was your fault, and most of it was just the, you know, America's fault. The Independence Day just happened on that day. America's <laughs> fault. <laughs> How it felt the, kind of weird. How are the fireworks? They were fun. Enjoy some fireworks with my wife and some friends, and it was, it was an enjoyable watching some fireworks in Texas. All right, today we are getting to. We'll, we'll talk about some Nerlens news. We'll talk about some of the Boston stuff that's going on right now. But we just got a bunch of Twitter questions, and so we thought we'd just you know kind of rapid fire, or just you know talk about each of them individually. And so we're gonna get to your Twitter questions. Uh, I posed that question for the Mavs Fanatic podcast, and we got to a bunch of them there, and then I just had so many more. I was like, well, I have another podcast. I might as well just get to the, get to the rest of these. So let's start out with uh, this question from um, – well, let's let's start out with the Nerlens thing. This question from Aaron Cortez. He says, you know, being around Nerlens for the last few months, do you think he really wants to be a Maverick and likes the culture? Which is an interesting question because a lot of people are just saying, you know, where would he rather go? Isaac is totally going straight up Stevie Wonder on me right now. He has put his sunglasses on indoors. You can just turn the you can just turn the lights out, man. Hey, I really could. It looks like it right now. What's the question about Nerlens? Do we think that do we think that Nerlens likes the culture of the Mavericks? Do you think he fits in? Do you think that do you think he likes being here? Because a lot of the a lot of the question a lot of the conversation has been about you know whether the Mavs will sign him or whether they'll match or whether another team will come in and try to get him. Like if like the conversation has been will it do will another team come in and get him? But does Nerlens actually like being here? Yeah, I think he does, and uh, he kind of goes back to when we first traded for him. You know, he he wasn't just a like a diva in Philadelphia, but when he you know when he got here, he was he had he legit concerns. Not, he was nonchalantly not praising his situation in Philly. Yeah, of you know just kind of his role, and he even talked about the whole season he set out. And he's you know I remember him mentioning, hey, I was ready to go that season, but you know it was the organization in Philadelphia that was like, hey, sit out the whole year. I think he was genuinely excited to come to Dallas. And I, I think he's just right. I mean, he mentioned when he first came over in that press conference, he was looking forward to – I remember because we, we were talking about this after the presser saying – because he openly said, I'm excited to actually have veterans around me. And it's something that you've yeah. talked about on your Twitter about how important it is and taking up for Dallas of keeping veterans and stuff. And I am the, <laughs> I am the, the Dallas Mavericks official veterans and Dwight Powell defender. That's who I'm going to be. 
Oh, well, you better stick to the veterans thing because I don't think you can defend Dwight Powell. <laughs> Somebody asked me if I would want uh, Trey Lyles or if I would want Dwight Powell. Trey Lyles. If I would want Christian Wood or if I would want Dwight Powell. Christian Wood. Brian Cardinal or Dwight Powell? Brian Cardinal. <laughs> right so mean curtain. to Dwight Powell. <laughs> Dwight Powell is solid in a lot of areas. No comment. Stop. So mean. <laughs> I, I do think Nerland likes it here. And I think Nerland's was, yeah. you know, he was only, he only played for like 20 games, you know, you, you kind of still trying to find your fit. And it's a team that was sort of most, the majority of the team had been there for the entire season and maybe even a couple seasons, like, you know, Wes, obviously Dirk and Devin and guys like that. So you're coming in and, you know, it, it was a season like no other for the Mavericks, basically, besides, you know, the nineties. So He's coming into a weird situation, not really sure what to make of it. But then, you know, he found kind of found his fit. He found a good spot. Uh, the The team had been playing with Dirk as their center for a lot. You know, it's like starting at center for a lot of the time. And so he's coming off the bench a little bit. Then he's starting. And so then the team kind of has to adjust because they don't have, you know, they went from Bogut as their center to Dirk as their center to Dwight Powell as their center to Nerlens as their center. Like, that's just a big difference. So on the court-wise, I think it's going to be, a lot better for him the more that you know they get used to obviously the more they get used to playing together more they practice together and all that but yeah and he tweeted out after dennis smith was drafted he tweeted out excited about playing with dennis smith and i yeah i think he's excited what i mean if there's a situation that's gonna going to bring out his strengths it's going to be dallas because he can see what they did with tyson chandler and say hey we want to do this times two with you so I think he's excited. He's going to be back. We just all are waiting to see how much forward all of that. Yeah, and what we had speculated for a long time kind of became true today with the uh, the idea of Atlanta having interest. Alex Kennedy from uh, Hoops Hype, which is from USA Today, they had you know he tweeted out that Atlanta is interested. He didn't say anything about an offer sheet, which is interesting. I just I really haven't seen anything about thinking about an offer sheet or they're going to extend Nerlens an offer sheet. That just hasn't happened. And, I thought after yeah. the Gordon, we both thought after the Gordon Hayward domino that a lot of different things would happen, and so far that hasn't really happened. Like we saw Swaggy P, Omri Caspi, you know, we saw Patrick Patterson, but like not a ton of stuff happened afterwards. Yes, and it's what, it's what I know. It's a far off theory that I had or speculation, but this whole mindset of Cuban in the front office, they've constantly just been saying, you know, like that that has been their way of. Nerlens is in the future, you know, oh, Nerlens, Dennis, you know, you have to just think that over the past month of every time that Cuban and them have talked about how, you know, Nerlens is naturally a part of the future, that it, it doesn't, you know, don't think that other teams and other agents and stuff do not hear that too. Right. Of like, why even... You know, if they're already considering him, you know, and trying to make moves around him, like, why even bother with it? If you know, hands down, that Dallas is going to match, even, and I thought this is cool too, even in Eddie Sefko's piece, because Eddie's been the only reporter that has gotten the, you know, the scoop with, as far as the phone call with, with yeah. Nerlens, yep. and he was talking about how, you know, yeah, it went well, and Cuban dropped the line in Sefko's piece because, you know, Sefko talked to him, and Cuban said, Cuban said, yeah, Nerlens is excited to be a Maverick. And, like, little subtle, little, little subtle, you know, comment there of 
He's excited to be a Maverick because he's no, he knows he's going to be a Maverick. So basically, stay away any other team because there's no like there's no reason for you to give him an offer sheet. So I still just don't. We said all as soon as as soon as the moment Millsap went to Denver, which Millsap said, which which kind of baffled me. Millsap said Atlanta never even offered him. Yeah, which, which is, is really is weird. Kind of amazing to me. But that but just anyway, shows the direction of their team. Yeah, so once that happened, you know, they had thirty million in cap space and that instantly we talked about a pot, instantly became my favorite of my favorite team that would challenge Dallas and still is. And now you look like a I don't know what you look like. A giant Rangers player. <laughs> a giant Rangers player. But uh you put some headgear yeah. on, I had to put some headgear on. Nick is wearing a a little helmet that like dipping dots come in at the little the, the, the hat cup from a Rangers game that you get ice cream in. I'm wearing that. Yeah, on my head. it looks like Yogi would wear. I'm not, it or I'm not wearing it. I'm more like donning it. <laughs> donning. So this is the this is the small Rangers ice cream cup hat and sunglasses podcast. That's what this is right now. Stevie Wonder podcast. So along with that question though, uh, Sam Stetzel sends in uh, on Twitter, what's holding up Noel starting to make me nervous. So, you know, we're talking about if not if, but when, and I mean, what is the holdup? Is it, he's waiting to get an offer sheet maybe from another team. Is that the literally the only thing that we're waiting on? No, I mean, I think it's one of the two directions that we talked about a few nights ago or a few days ago. It's one of two things that's going on right now. It's either Nerlens is Nerlens has the ball in his court and Nerlens is controlling the whole thing. And Nerlens is looking for other bigger offer sheets or the ball is in Dallas's court in regards to him and Dallas already have a deal in place. They're just waiting on the order of things to happen, just like with Dirk, to see what else they can pull off, whether it's a trade, whether it's a, a free agent or something. And then once that domino falls, then you'll see Nerlens, then you'll see Dirk. What We just don't know which court it's in, whether it's in Nerlens or the Mavericks. So... That's just, I mean, we don't know, but it's its one of those two situations. It's yeah. either Nerland's controlling it right now looking for offer sheets or it's Dallas controlling it as far as them and them and Nerland's already have a deal in place, but they're chasing other things yeah, right it's, now. It's more likely that Dallas is waiting on Nerland's than Nerland's waiting on Dallas. That Let's just put it that way. I think that's to me, sounds what the more likely scenario is. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say... I don't think there is a scenario in which Nerlens is waiting on Dallas. Exactly. I think, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's they're mutually like Nerlens and like the other option of besides Nerlens controlling the situation, the other option is Nerlens and Dallas already has their deal in place. They're just waiting to sign it because it matters on the order of things of in case Dallas pulls off a trade or signs another free agent, if that makes sense. It, do, it definitely does make sense. Uh, there was a question from a lot of different people, and especially on some of the, um, especially on some of the articles that we were posting at um, at Dallas Sports Fanatic about you know Marcus Smart and Monte Ellis, and you know just throwing out, there's basically throwing out names God. at this, throwing out names at this point, saying would you want him back, and what would you think about wanting him back, and a lot of people are are sending in. Why does Dallas have so many guards? Chris Wilburn said. Chris Wilburn's question is why we have ten guards already. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to address this for sure because the there's this idea that we're set at guard. We don't need any more guards. We have enough guards, blah, blah, blah. Like we don't need to add smart. We don't need to add, you know, you know Monte, or you don't need to add somebody else if we, you know, if somebody else comes along. Okay. 
here's the thing. The Dallas Mavericks won 33 games last year. They are not in a position to not need to upgrade a position. So if you think that Marcus Smart is an upgrade on, say, Devin Harris or J.J. Barea or even Yogi or even, you know, Seth Curry, if you think in some of those are some of those are a little bit of a stretch maybe, or maybe even Wes Matthews because of age and because of contract status, if you think that he's an upgrade on any of those, then you add him. You add him to the team, and it doesn't matter how many – guards you have <laughs> that is an upgrade for your team and this team needs to get as much talent as possible and Wes Matthews played a lot of three last year he played a ton of three the year before that there's just a, he played a, a lot of three they play a lot of two point guard systems we, I talked we you know we talked to Yogi today after summer league practice and I asked him I said is there a scenario where you see you and Dennis Smith playing together and he said yes because a, there's a lot of these lineups out there that have two point guard lineups these you know I can't. Remember, I think he called them super lineups. It's like super guard lineups, um, where you have two like lead ball handler guards, and it, it works because one, either one of them can play off the ball or they both can play off the ball. And so that's what kind of why I think that the you know the Chris Paul and and Harden thing will work. But you can't get enough guards, especially if your guards are you know decent and mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> like good, good to mediocre basically is, is sort of where they are. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a kind of a nod to where the NBA is at in today's game. You know, you look at Boston, Boston was the number one seed in the East last year and they had smart Bradley, Rozier, Isaiah Thomas, four guys that have all played point guard in their time. And, you know, they all played significant minutes throughout the season and the postseason. It's just how teams can do it now. I mean, We've talked about before. Can it be successful as a, as far as a title team? I'm not for sure about that because we've talked about Dame yeah. and CJ. Dame and CJ, you know, two you know smaller options there. That's why I thought Lonzo and D'Angelo Russell would have worked in LA. I thought that would have worked just fine, but of course LA didn't think that would work. But or they didn't, Sac- didn't give it a chance at least. Yeah, and, I mean Sacramento's getting ready to pull it off with George Hill and Fox and. You know, I'm sure they're going to play together. I don't imagine them that my assumption in Sacramento is they're going to move Buddy to the three and run this like kind of like a three guard lineup. But anyway, teams can pull that off now. And I'm not pull it off is one thing. Am I in favor of Yoki and Dennis Smith playing together? No, I'm not. But but there are there are spurts when it'll be okay, And it all depends on what the other team is playing. If you have another team that also has, you know, plays two like six, two guards, then Sure. Yeah, you can run that out there. You know, you can go ahead and try that. The uh, the other thing is that you know, I think Marcus Smart. If if we're using Marcus Smart as an example, I think he would play three for the Mavericks too. <laughs> you know, he would come in and probably play some wing. He can guard threes, and you know, his shot is you know is whatever that it is. It's it's Bill Simmons coined it as the no 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 yes <laughs> shot because that's kind of what you do when he throws the ball up. So, can I can I throw at you my Boston trades or is that for later? Let's go do it right now. Yeah. You want to do it now? So obviously with uh, – I think it was Ramona that came out with the report today. She might have tag teamed it with Woj. But, you know, it's pretty obvious at this point with Hayward coming into Boston. Boston's looking to trade off, you know, one or multiple of yeah, the three to. of Marcus Smart, Avery Bradley, and Jay Crowder. And so with them talking to the league and all this stuff, and so I was writing up a, writing up a piece tonight. While I was writing it, Woj talked about – you know, tweeted out about – you know, them possibly doing a sign and trade with Crowder going to Utah. I'm like, stop it, Woj. Let me finish my dang piece first. 
Um, but was, so I looked at Dallas, looked at Boston. A lot of Dallas fans are talking about it. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to come up with three three options that I think Dallas would entertain that would satisfy Boston's demands at the moment as far as Boston couldn't take the purpose of shedding one of them is to make salary cap to bring on Hayward's max number. So they would want cheaper contract, maybe a pick, whatever it is. So I just looked at each player. First one straight up, we ran a poll at Smoking Cuban. I don't know. At, last time I checked it, it was a few hours ago. We had like 400 something votes or whatever. And it kind of surprised me because I disagree with the poll. It was like 78%. Straight up, Nick, I'm going to ask you, okay. would you do would you do Seth Curry for Marcus Smart straight up? Seth Curry for Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart now, he has a guaranteed year. And then is he a restricted well, free agent next year? So, so let me lay it out for you. Marcus Smart makes about four point, I think, eight million. Um, Seth which, is makes in, about, it, which is insane that he's making more than Seth Curry is right now. Yeah, so Seth That's makes about three, a little bit, three point something. Anyway, Boston would save about a million and a half. You might not think that's a lot, but that goes a lot into their creating the space. And you think about it from Boston's point of view, if you have to shed one of them, if you shed smart, if you want to say shed, you're still getting a pretty good player in Seth Curry that can give you an outside shooting presence too. But yeah, so Seth hits unrestricted free agency next year. You immediately get Marcus Smart, who's 23 compared to Seth at 27 right now. And then, so four years difference with that. But then Smart right now is eligible for the extension this fall. Yeah. So he's entering in the last year of his rookie deal to where you could, you know, offer him the extension at that point. So, but then the debate comes, you know, like Seth for Smart. And we put that on this, on our Smoky Cuban Twitter thing. And it was like 78% no. Like you, they they, mass, fan, do it. mass fans would not do that. And, you know, I disagree. I think, I think I would do it. I really think that as, Dennis Smith Jr. and Marcus Smart backcourt would really work. How fun would that be, man? I think that would be so fun. I think they would. I think Marcus Smart would light a fire under Dennis Smith Jr. defensively. Imagine them going back and forth in practice against each other. Yeah, like those are the two point guards. I I really think that that would work. I think that you know Marcus Smart's shot is whatever you, whatever you say. But he shoots like what thirty four, thirty five percent. It's not awful. It's not like. Andre Roberson, like he's, he's you know better than that. I would take that because not sure what we're gonna get with Seth and Seth. We've already decided that Seth and Dennis Smith Jr. is probably not a great backcourt pairing because defensively, what are you gonna do with that? So, Smart's a dog, man. I and mean, you get him for longer because you can give him the extension and he'll be restricted and all this stuff. Yeah, he's twenty three, so like you run him, you can run him at. He's used to running at two also because he's, he's almost four with, years younger than Seth. Yeah, and Gosh. so anyway, I would do that. Second second trade. This is a three-team trade. People fall in love with current Mavericks and, oh, yeah. oh. and former Mavericks because I have, I have more questions for you about former Mavericks that will come up later. As long as you don't ask me about Monte. Anyway. Mm. One of <laughs> so, them is Monte. The other one's not. So then we move on to Jay Crowder. And Jay Crowder you know, is a little bit different, but he has a super awesome contract moving yeah, forward because he's you know three more years under contract. Each year's under eight million, so this would be a three-way deal. Seth Curry would go to Minnesota. That'd be Minnesota, Minnesota would ship out the 2018 Oklahoma City first-round pick that they just got for Rubio, which is not going to be good. <laughs> not going to be good. Anyway, so that would come back to Dallas. Their then 19 Dallas, pick might be good. If anybody can get that 19 pick, that might be good. 
So Dallas would ship that 2018 OKC pick with Salah to Boston for Jay Crowder. So you'd pretty much be trading Seth Curry and Salah for Jay Crowder because they, you know, we've seen some reports over the past couple of days also that Boston's looking for rim protection. They they want another center up front with Horford that can come off the bench, protect the rim, have some paint defense. So so pretty much I ask you, would you trade Seth Curry and Salah Mejri for Jay Crowder? Um I don't, I don't know if I would do Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's a lot – what is he, 28? 26. 26. So, yes, I would do that. Yeah, I think I, I think would do I'd it do too. Somebody, somebody sent me a question today, uh, you know, and hat tip to Nate Duncan. He suggested this on his podcast. Measuring for smart straight up. Oh, what? Hey, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just if like, – that's literally just if that – you know the Celtics really need to get rid of that con- that you know that contract. If they just really wanted. To do I mean, they're they're going to reach a point, and you know they've been talking all day with everyone. But I mean, yeah. they have to sign Hayward. The, the most likely scenario is a sign and trade with Utah, and that Utah gets those pieces back. Yeah, but we don't want that as Dallas fans. No, we definitely don't, and that's not. We wouldn't talk. We wouldn't spend you know twenty minutes like we just did talking talking about that. Do you have one more? Uh, well, I had Avery Brad. I, I think Avery Bradley is the more coveted one in that group yeah, for a uh, win, that team. but yeah it was Salah Seth and two seconds for Bradley and Jordan McKee See, I don't know if you have to give that much up I was I didn't think it was enough because well, I it's, think it's not enough in a, in a fair market but if you're if you're a team that needs to get rid of stuff and the other team knows that then it's not going to be fair I mean you wouldn't think if I said to you six months ago all right Victor Oladipo and Demonis Sabonis for Paul George. You'd be like, heck no. I'm hanging up the phone right now. If I'm Kevin Pritchard, I'm not even calling you back ever, Sam Presti. But it happened because that's where the market went. It's, yeah. So Well, I, I just I feel like they could get more for Avery Bradley. I mean, he's literally a premier wing yeah. defender. And, and I think the Mavericks could flip him for something else later in the year. They could definitely flip him. He's extension eligible, too. I also think he would fit great alongside of Dennis Smith Jr. Also, but uh, anyway, but yeah. So that was is just Wes, the, and we already have Wes. So <laughs> yeah, sure, making seventeen. Anyway, keep on going with another question. All right, another Twitter question from Mavs and Cows. This is an account, a Twitter account that what? that wants to do Mavericks and Cowboys. So they decided to do Mavs and Cows. I don't know if I would. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would do that. Would you rather? Uh-oh. Have JJ and Devin, or cut Devin, both Devin. and play Mon- and pay Monte. Oh dear God! <laughs> he needs a he needs to go to the cow pasture and I don't know eat a cow patty. No, there's there's no I don't want Monte. Is man. that sign like, of shame worthy? Yeah, I saw one. I think you tagged me in it, maybe. Somebody oh, there, there's one. I'm, there's one. Uh, there's one. I'm getting to at the end. I'll get, I'll <laughs> okay, get to okay. the Sodom shame, everybody. <laughs> Don't worry. The Sodom okay. shame will thank rise you. again. Sodom got you. some good minutes today. Oh my gosh! Him playing the other day, I was dying laughing. Uh, no, I would not do that. There's no scenario in which I want Monte back, and I'm kind of surprised that you got him for uh, the minimum. No. He he does nothing. I don't care if we got him for free. He's still, he's just going to hurt us at this point. We're not going to win the title. Like, I would want to watch Monte Ellis and and Wes Matthews just like go at who, it. Who would he play? Who would he play over that you would be happy about? 
no one. He's not running the point. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you don't you don't want him getting minutes over Yogi or Dennis. So then you're looking at like backup two spots, like behind Seth, in front of Devin, and taking away maybe some West. People love them some Monte Ellis, man. Yeah, they do. I don't want any part of it. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. So Nick Ressler also asked about Crowder, um, him being on the trade block, if he comes back somehow. Yeah, we already we sort of already got to that. About how I also think his fit would be would be great too because he can play four, he can play three, he can interchange with Barnes with that, yeah. and he's so cheap right now. I mean, and twenty six is the same age as Seth, so all, all of a sudden your core is you know Crowder, Seth Curry, Barnes, who are all like twenty five, twenty six. Then you know Nerlens is twenty four. 23 uh dennis smith is 19 so you got you know your 26 and under group is still intact there. kind of kind of the same timeline yeah. yeah yeah sort of the same timeline um this is from at dman 3421 hashtag elect elvis i honestly want seth starting at the two with with west coming off the bench have him play no. more three barnes at four more rest for dirk i'm not sure if that's a question i guess he's just asking for our opinion who's playing at three Who's playing at three? He said, Wes is coming off the bench. Have him play more three. So I'm guessing he's coming off the bench and playing three. But who's <laughs> starting at three is the great question. Probably Barnes. And then Barnes moves to the four. And then Barnes just plays 48 minutes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but but let's just talk about the Let's just isolate that one part and say Seth starting and Wes coming off the bench. What are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, Dallas is not going to do that. I don't think so either. And then, two, I don't want them to do that because if I'm paying somebody $17 million, I want them to play. And beyond beyond that, where I want them to start, and then beyond that, I think he's a better fit in the backcourt with Dennis Smith because we've talked about on this pod plenty of times about the fit next to Dennis Smith as far as you want. You want a defending type of – that's why I think Marcus Smart, Avery Bradley, Wes Matthews, those are great – guys that I think would fit nicely alongside Dennis Smith. Seth's defense is very underrated and especially look at his steals, his hands, like all that stuff. Like Carlisle talks about it all year. He he like made a point to talk about Seth's defense. We mentioned it in our player profile that we did uh towards the you know beginning of the offseason. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not you don't want to like his defense does not make you fall asleep though, but it is making it is making Isaac fall asleep. (laughs) <laughs> thinking about Seth playing defense. No, like I don't want to. I don't want to make a joke about that because he is he he's a good defender. But you want you want like a lockdown guy that yeah. you can throw at somebody. Yep. And uh, and Wes is that guy that I would want alongside Dennis Smith. So yeah. And I think Dennis Smith will make Wes Matthews better. Dennis Smith, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You're gonna get me all excited at this point because this is my whole thing with Wes Matthews. People like to really bash Wes, and I've Always. kind of mentioned this before about, and they, they say, okay, he's a three-point shooter, but look at his three-point numbers. He shot horrible last year, blah, blah, blah. 
We didn't have the penetrators. Like that's the that's the whole key. This is not Wes's game is to throw him the ball like we did this past year yeah. and say, Wes, go get us a basket, like ISO it out and have that's not who he is. So now we bring in Dennis Smith that can drive the lane that is super like that's what we needed to where say Wes, stand on the outside and I know he missed up open shots and you can p- throw stats. I mean, I get that. All I'm saying is with a penetrator like Dennis Smith that can make the lane collapse, it's going to open up more for, for Wes Matthews. And if Wes Matthews finishes the season in Dallas, I would I guarantee he's going to have a better shooting percentage from three this year. Definitely, especially with both Yoki and Dennis Smith. And like his three point guards are all guys that will find you, that will find you yeah. in a good spot. And Yogi will get better at that. There, that was a big knock on Yogi last year is that he didn't find Dirk or he didn't find certain guys off of a you know pick and roll or screen or something. And uh, he'll, he'll be better at that for sure. Let's take a look at this next question from Big Pete at Mavsman2K. Ooh. And let's I'm going to use this question as an excuse to talk about the Orlando Summer League because our boys, our boys in Orlando, the Orlando Mavericks, which is weird to say still, <laughs> Are about to win a championship. <laughs> Get that. If you guys title, are listening boys. to this, they may have already won because it's on Thursday. Sotnam's gonna be a champ. What's up with the guys not headed to Vegas that were on the Orlando Summer League team? They headed for Frisco or released? This is a good question because you look at some guys like Warney and Christian Wood, and those guys are, are playing really well. Even like a Brandon Paul played really well today. Um, I saw a report where Brandon Paul is about to sign an NBA deal is stay tuned i would believe that i would definitely believe that and that's the thing these summer league teams a lot of these players are not under contract or under you know oath (laughs) for anybody they're just basically free willing and out there and they have a lot of people probably and a lot of teams vying for their their services christian wood is playing for phoenix's summer league team i believe so he's already playing in vegas so he's already gone going off i'm not sure where warney's going and i'm that's the one i'm confused about i'm not sure why warney isn't playing on the map summer league team in vegas. Yeah, I'm not, in vegas i have to clarify all the time i'm not for sure i don't i don't want to sound like a certain reporter in this but he's one of the only one of the only players that i could text and ask him that but i don't i don't want to fulfill it i don't want you, you just to, totally did what you didn't want to do why would you I don't, do, but like why would you, you do that because you said you're we're wondering why he wouldn't do that, so now I'm like really intrigued to where I haven't reached out to him in a while. I actually tweeted about him today, and the the legends used my tweet as far as like why is he not on a roster? Because I, I think Warney does have a spot in the league. Like, do I think he's a starter? Anything? I I see the worries as far as his athleticism, like where would he face kind of smaller, and he doesn't really have an outside shot. So I get that, but. I don't know. I mean, I think he's just headed back to Frisco. We saw him in training camp last year with Dallas and he spent the league and, you know, spent his whole year in Frisco. And I think he'll just go back to the legends, but Christian Woods, the one Christian Woods, the, he, I feel like we've mentioned him like three times on the pod now, but he's super athletic. He's just fun. Yeah. He's a fun guy, but it's just putting it together for him consistently. That's, that's just the only thing. There's a reason why he's been on like at all these different training camps or picked up and whatever it is. And so this is going to be the last question as soon as I can find it. It was a good one. Uh, it made me really think. Um, it, the question was, I'm not sure where it was from. I still have to find it. When will Dallas make the playoffs next? <laughs> oh, man, man. 
you go first. I want to hear your reaction. I'm still looking for where the the question is. Okay, for me, when the Mavericks will make the playoffs next is is a tough question <laughs> because you're looking at okay, what are the arcs of the players that are on the squad now? What is what is the arc of Dennis Smith Jr.? What is the arc of Harrison Barnes? Is he coming into his peak or is he at his peak and, and maybe going to decline? Because some guys, you know, they make it to 29 and you're like, eh, they really don't have it anymore. Like, like what happened to Kevin Martin? <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, what happened to that guy? Um, I'm just not sure what their arcs are and if they're going to all line up together. So my guess would be in, you know, two or th- in three years, let's say in three years, I think in three years, Golden State is broken up because those super teams never last that long. You know, In three years? In three years, yeah. So you're talking – I'm talking uh, – You're talking four titles? 2022. <laughs> so I'm talking four titles from now. Um, that those <laughs> guys are broken up way. because just the, history just says that you're not going to keep a team together for an entire decade. You know, Magic and, and – you know, Magic and, and Kareem were kept together for a long time. You have, you know, the 80s with the Celtics, but you, these super teams of late, you have the, you know, the LeBron team, you have the Kobe and Shaq team. You have, you know, even, even let's count the thunder. Let's count the thunder guys of, you know, Durant Westbrook and, and the Harden that those guys and, and Serge Ibaka throw him in there too. Those guys weren't kept together for very long. It's just really hard to keep the team together for that long. And more guys are going to have to keep sacrificing like KD did, you know, to keep it all together. And eventually it'll run out because either the guys will get old enough that they're not as dominant or, you know, some circumstance will come up where, I don't know, Curry wants to go back home <laughs> to Charlotte. I don't know, or somebody wants to go prove something somewhere else and Clay Thompson or, you know, Draymond Green has some unfinished business somewhere. I don't know. You never, you never know. They become friends with somebody else on a different team and want to play together. You just, you don't know. So I think in three years that team is broken up. So then it dilutes the, the West a little bit. And Dennis Smith Jr. will be going into like his, his third year. That's a pretty good time for you know point guards where we've seen you know guys start to come into their own at that point. They have control of the team. They're, they're a little bit more of a veteran now. You have uh, Harrison Barnes will still be about 28, so that's pretty much right in his prime if you're you know assuming. You know, Reddit, Reddit, there, a guy on Reddit did a study about when a player's prime is, and they said that the average prime lasts about five years, and it, you know, it's they peak about at age 28. So he would be at his peak. Nerlens Noel will probably be a defensive player of the year candidate at that point. He'll be about 25. And so once you get to that point, this team starts to look really, really good if they keep all the pieces together. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the whole thing with the timeline. Hold on. Well, all right. Warney just texted me back. He's playing with, he's playing with the Clippers in Vegas. Okay. Okay. So good. He's, he's, he's playing on a roster. That's good to know. <laughs> he, so he said, uh, I asked him if I could report it. And he said, <laughs> he said, yeah, tomorrow you can, which is tomorrow. So <laughs> when you're, he- when you're hearing it, yeah, when, when you're it, hearing this pod, when so, it comes out. So and then he, then he just wrote me and said, uh, a certain word and said, you can now, <laughs> but he used the word I can't repeat on the pod. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, okay. But, so anyway, you can't, you can't just like text NBA players with your sunglasses on like that. <laughs> but like uh, Mosley off the whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's his thing. That can't be your thing. With sunglasses, no. Uh, so yeah, Jamal Warning's playing with Vegas and for the Clippers in Vegas. But anyway, yeah, it's all about the timeline thing, and it's about it's what you talked about with Dennis Smith. 
we think he's going to be great. We like we just don't know. I mean, we don't know how impactful he is. He's going to be this year one. So that's the, you know, when you look at some of these teams, I think if we had to pick one from Golden State, it's going to be Clay. And if you know what does Clay do? But they don't care about spending the luxury tax. So the luxury but eventually, tax. Is, eventually, man, it'll. it'll yeah, it'll I mean, it's going to it's going to come back, you know, come back to get you with that. But I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> we'll see with that. I mean, you look at Minnesota and you look at some of these teams. You know who I think is going to be better? Okay, this is hold it. I think the Clippers have a shot at being just as good or better than they were last year. How many games but, did they win last year? Like 51? I don't know. They were like the four seed. They'll, they'll still be fine. Like they'll still be good. I think they'll they'll probably still make the playoffs. They'll be seven. They'll definitely at least be seven or eight with with Gallinari added to the team. And you know. uh, well, I saw a report today. They're they're thinking about uh, signing Milos Teodosic, which oh, yeah. you know how much I love this guy. But uh, if they get him to go with Gallo and Beverly and whatever it is. I think they have a good shot. But anyway, yeah, you just look at some of the younger players in the Western Conference. You know, it's just you're just going to have to get some. You're going to you're wishing Nerlens to be the true Tyson 2.0. You're you know, hoping Barnes. You, I mean, so much of it banks on Dennis Smith. And but Dallas is always going to be swinging for the fences. And it has, you know, has something to do with Dirk, too, as far as how long Dirk's going to play. And but. We don't want him to ever – don't ever leave Dirk. The final question before we get to our Sodom shame of the day, Jeff Cooperstein, hashtag son of Coop. When can I come on? Hashtag the important questions. Wait, uh, is he asking to come on a pod? Yeah, he wants to come on a podcast. Bring that guy on, man. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it for sure. We should do – we'll do some at AAC sometimes. So when we're all sitting around at AAC not knowing what to do, we should do a podcast. That's what we should do. Hey, I'm I'm down for it. For sure. All right. So the Sottenham shame of the day. Hey, wait, real quick. Give me a couple observations from practice today. I couldn't make it to practice today. Nick Nick went to oh, yeah. summer league practice from for Vegas before My, they head out this weekend. The favorite thing that I, I noticed today was well, okay, two favorite things I noticed. One, I walk in and Mark Cuban is on an elliptical over in the corner. And it's just it's still amazing to me that you can walk into a room and, and a billionaire Mark Cuban is just doing is just working out <laughs> in the same room. I don't know. I don't know if that's just me being like a small town guy, like still, you know, overwhelmed by the situation. But it's just still really cool to me, and I just love it. The other thing was that uh, Dennis Smith Jr. was signing a bunch of stuff at a table with Michael Finley and God Sham God, and I was like, can I just sit there for ten minutes and just like listen to you guys talk to each other? <laughs> can I just be there? Can I just be a fly on the wall during that conversation and see what you guys are talking about? That was that was one thing I saw. Um, you had they had uh, head coach Jamal Mosley come and talk, and he talked about Dennis Smith Jr. and he, you know, uh, I think Eddie Sefko asked him what you know did Dennis Smith Jr. show off any of his you know insane athleticism, and Jamal Mosley said, you know, I think he's saving it. I think he's saving it for Vegas, and you know, it was kind of coy about it. And then Yogi immediately is interviewed after him. And they said, you know, they asked the same thing. He said, did you see any of Dennis Smith's, you know, insane athleticism today? And he said, oh, man, yeah, definitely. We definitely saw we definitely saw some of that. He came in his, his young legs. Can I say that? Can I say that? I'm only 24. Can I say that? And it was just really funny that they, like, contradicted each other. And uh, that Jamal Mosley would be like, no, he's saving it. 
and that Yogi would be like, yeah, no, we definitely saw some of that on the court. So maybe that's just the difference between watching the game and like participating in the game from Yogi. Uh, a couple other things that I noticed from uh, – oh, then Dennis Smith, Dennis Smith Jr. came and talked, and then the quote that came out that uh, Dennis Smith Jr. doesn't have a chip on his shoulder is sort of interesting, which I don't know, whatever whatever you want to take from so then you heard the Dennis Smith Jr. chip on the shoulder, you know, comment where he said, I don't have a chip on my shoulder and he's motivated by other things, which is fine. Other guys have other motivations. I don't see kind of the big deal about it. Yeah, I think it's dope, man. I like I love it. <laughs> I love it because I don't know. Just when I saw that today, you know, I think you tweeted out or Earl tweeted out or somebody did. And I saw I was like, man, it's so true because I don't I don't ever really think about that because you do have these kind of two people in the world of, okay, well, I want to prove people wrong. You yeah. know, people that yep. hate on me or don't believe in me, blah, 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 blah. But it's like Dennis don't, he's like, he's not even giving them a time of the day. Like, I don't even care about those people. I just, I have my group. I have my little circle that's believed in me my whole life. And I'm playing for them. I'm not playing for all these other people that all the outside noise. I'm playing for these people. I want to prove them right. And there's just something about that. I think is pretty cool. There's a really good episode of The Office that was when Michael left, which is probably when a lot of people stopped watching The Office. <laughs> but Robert California is the CEO of, of Sabre, which took over Dunder Mifflin. And so Robert California is played by James Spader. And James Spader just has this great voice. Like he voiced Ultron in Avengers, Age of Ultron and all this stuff. And so he has just a great voice and he's got kind of scary when you like, you know, he's on Blacklist and all this stuff. And he has this list. And they, they make him out to be like this genius guy that just, you know, says a bunch of stuff. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that guy just changed my life with one sentence. And he has this list. And it's just a blank sort of sheet of paper. And all it has is a list of one names on one side and a list of names on the other side. And the whole time, the whole office is trying to figure out what one side means, what the other side means. And, you know, they're like, what's up with the left side or the left side people losers or the right side people winners. And you can kind of tell just by looking at the cast and who's on what side and everything. And then it comes out that, yeah, one side was losers and one side was winners. And he invited all the winners to lunch with him. And so all the winners go out to lunch. And when they come back, the losers were obviously all upset. And he has this great speech in this episode where he says, yes, some of you are losers. Some of you I see as winners. Losers? Or winners prove me right. Losers prove me wrong. Hmm. And it's like, don't be determined by what I say about you. Go ahead and prove, you know, prove me right, prove me wrong. And I just, I really like that quote. And he says it better than I do, obviously. But it's a, you know, a good way to think about even just in your normal day life, like as we're doing this podcast, as you're as you're going to work, as you're just doing whatever. There are people that will, you know, there's the trolls on the internet. Then there are the people that say, like, great job on that. Or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Be that person. Be that person for somebody else that says, like, you know, great job on that. You know if what? you encourage me on Twitter and, you like, I, will, I normally retweet or I quote tweet it because for every compliment, there's about, like, ten people that write and say what a joke you are or, like, all this stuff. You don't and know it's anything. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay, if you're now going we wonder to, what. If you're going to compliment this podcast, do it on iTunes in a comment and a review. <laughs> That's, you can do it on Twitter too. That, I no, no, it no. iTunes too. is the most productive way, though. That's that's the best way for us to get those. So, yeah, I just I, I thought that was good. And he's just a guy that thinks a little bit differently, which is what we need here in Dallas. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. what we need. So, all right, let's get to the Sodom shame before we finish here. It was sent to us by Matt Hawkins, and I'm not. We're not going to share who the Sodom shames come from, even though I really want to. But 
Matt Hawkins yeah. sent us this from somebody else. Matt Hawkins did not send this. Please be the one it. that he I'm got it from somebody of. else. And he says, hashtag Sodom shame. This guy tweeted this guy that he's sending this tweet from <laughs> tweeted. Coop. Please. Not the other Coop that we talked about earlier, but Chuck Coop. Chuck. Seen. Chuck. <laughs> not son of Coop. Father of Coop. Uh-uh. Any chance Mavs would forgive past transgressions? Yes. And sign Rondo <laughs> to mentor <laughs> Smith Jr. <laughs> hey, Isaac. Delete your account now, bro. <laughs> who, who you are. Hashtag Hillary Clinton, delete your account. That's that's just straight up. No, no. There's just, there's no. That is one of the worst. Ba- like, there's a lot of forgiveness in the world. There is forgiveness for being late for practice. Nolan Zoel was given forgiveness. There is forgiveness for being slow, and Dirk gets all of that for obvious reasons. Forgiveness for my sins. There is forgiveness for Isaac and I being like complete noobs last year and not knowing where to go sometimes, and being mm. getting lost, and you know, just like doing <laughs> things unethically that we didn't know. There's forgiveness for that. There's forgiveness for if you cut me off in traffic, like eventually I'll forgive you. What Rondo did to the Mavericks is greater than all those things. <laughs> <laughs> it will take you know longer for, to forgive, and it's not going to happen ever. You know what's ironic to me? The guy's done. It's the fact that LA's thinking about him. They've been I'm thinking like, about him sh- for a while. There's this you whole You shipped Rondo off Kobe. D'Angelo Russell because it, he was like a locker room problem and all this stuff, but you want to bring Rondo in to like mentor Lonzo or whatever it is? I don't get that. Well, Rondo the, Rondo was well liked in Chicago by by some of their young people, and I'm gonna I'm gonna combat that thing that you said that D'Angelo Russell was a locker room problem. That's why they sent him off. They sent D'Angelo Russell off because he's the one that had value and that they could actually send with that Mozgov contract to get somebody to take that off their hands. That shows more about the value of D'Angelo Russell than it shows the you know Lakers can't you know Lakers want to get rid of D'Angelo Russell. To me. I think it more shows that he has value. And I will also go to bat for D'Angelo Russell because I think he's a Oh, good, we know. I think he's a really good player, and I think that he'll do really well in Brooklyn. I think that team's going to be good for him. I think that playing with, you know, uh, Jeremy Lin's going to be good for him if he ever, you know, gets to or back to I was, I was back waiting to see what, what, what Brooklyn player you were going to say next, playing think, with. And think, I'm like, what, think, what Brooklyn player are you excited playing about him with, playing with? With Sean Kilpatrick, the UC alum. <laughs> Shout out to University of Cincinnati. Shout out Bearcats will be good for him. No. Yeah. No, I just think it's going to be good, um, you know, playing for that coach. And yeah, but no, Rondo will never come back. That is never going to happen. That is like he has been banished to the farthest reaches of forever. Like guy got let go by Sacramento, so take sacrifice that for, to the Lord of Light. Take that for data, guys. Thank you so much for your Twitter questions. There's more that we didn't get to, so we'll definitely do this again because it was successful. So the more successful stuff we do, we'll keep doing it. Uh, Isaac d- finally took off his glasses. He's still a real person. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Isaac, and you know, thanks Jamil Warney for answering. <laughs> Isaac's shout text. out Warney. We Isaac's, gotta get you Isaac's text message and for us breaking that scoop. I think. At eleven o'clock at at night. Yeah, and you he's guys will hear it at midnight. Like, Bro, when it why are you texting me right now? He, no, he's uh, probably about to about to go out right now. He's in Orlando. Yeah, that's true. No, he's that's got true. a championship game today, so I should text him back like, "Get ready for the championship." <laughs> <laughs> Did you say congrats on the championship? No, I guess you should, I, you should I've been waiting him. to text back. 
Okay. Uh, so thanks. hopefully has some Nerlens. Hopefully has some Nerlens news tomorrow. Hopefully, we keep saying it over and over again. Keep listening. We will tell you as soon as it happens, and as soon as it ha- as soon as it happens, we'll get on a pod. We'll jump on a pod as soon as we can. I'm heading to Vegas tomorrow night, so the podcast will will either record it early and we'll drop it, but it's still still probably drop it at midnight. But yeah, I'm going to Vegas, so follow me at Nick Van Exit for all the stuff going on in Vegas. Got a lot of stuff going on. Hopefully, gonna get some, talk to some players. Hopefully, get you know get into you know I'll at least be at a couple games, so it'll be good. So follow me, follow Isaac, Isaac Harris NBA. Of course, he's always got good stuff coming from Smoking Cuban. Dallas Sports Fanatic's got good stuff. I am excited because Dallas Sports Fanatic had three podcasts. I was on all three of them. I'm working to not be, <laughs> but we added a new podcast, uh, the FC Dallas podcast, the 19th minute, which is really really good. They did. An interview with Matt Hedges, who is an actual FC Dallas player, and it's it's pretty good. So go ahead and check that out on Dallas Sports Fanatic. If you're interested in soccer, if you want to get into FC Dallas, it's really good stuff. So check that out. Do it. Peace out. Peace out.